Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Grown Man Watch Kid Shit. It's me, TJ. And I am here with the one and only Jordan. How are you doing, Jordan? Ah, good, man. Just blowing in the wind. Matilda versus Eleven. Who do you think is going to win? Eleven. Oh, okay. Why? What do you mean, why? Like, first off, Matilda's (laughs) like, I got to imagine someone's yelling at me. And and Eleven's was like, I... Eleven is just so much more powerful. Eleven can banish a creature into the upside down, while Matilda's like, "Look at my Cheerios, they fly." Right, right, yeah. No, it's it's that's been like a common. I was thinking about that watching this movie, uh, and that's like a. I don't know how recent it is, but like people are like, "Oh, who would win in a telekinetic? You know, a, a, a telekinetic battle? You know, I mean, Matilda or." Or eleven, and, and 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 I think the common thing is for people who are Team Matilda, they're like, you know, uh, eleven can't make a pencil move without her fucking nose bleeding, and you know Matilda's you know swinging kids around and making you know uh, uh, headmistresses you know move on globes and stuff and not even breaking a sweat, but it's like eleven's got that rage, you know what I mean? <laughs> like mm-hmm, like she's mm-hmm. she's got that scrap. You know, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I think those people tend to forget that 11, 11 transcends dimensions, you know, 11 fucking vanquishes demons and shit like that. So absolutely, man, she would she would mop the floor with Matilda. And I'm yeah, glad and 11 like you know fuck shit up in season three. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 just insane. So I'm really glad to know that that we're on the same in the same corner on that one, man. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's refreshing. well, it's not even a contest. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 Matilda, like, she's just too. She's like, oh hey, I can like you say, make Cheerios float, and I can, I can you know do all this other shit. But she's just, you know, I, I mean, I'd like to see like a team up. You know, maybe maybe Eleven and Matilda versus like uh, like like Dark Phoenix or uh, Matilda and, and and Eleven versus uh, uh, the girls from the Craft. You know, something like okay, that. Okay, now which Dark Phoenix are we talking about? Are we talking about oh, that garbage X3 Dark Phoenix? <laughs> are we talking about the comic book? Admit it, X3 Dark Phoenix yeah. was garbage. It was, it was. I mean, here's the thing. First off, we all know X2 is the superior film of, of that original uh, uh, trilogy. Um, but yeah, X, mm-hmm. X, X-Men 3 was just fucking, was abysmal. X2 felt like the closest thing to the animated series that those movies ever got. Um, but I digress. Uh, no, I think a co- comic Dark Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix that like, you know, and, and not and not the Is, new, what's, what's the latest iteration? I didn't even bother with that one. The one with uh, Old Girl. Oh, from, uh, I, no, the, the one that was supposed to be like a continuation of New Class, which was a really good movie. 
and then oh, you mean you mean first first class, first class, new class, new okay. new folk, I'm le- new kids I'm on legit. the block. Oh uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> got the right stuff, baby. <laughs> um, when I found that dude's name was Jordan Knight, I was like, hey, you know. Um, Here's the thing, Jordan Knight is kind of like he kind of jams though. Like I love me some Jordan Knight music. Yeah, I don't care who leads. As long. Oh, you talking about give it to you? Yeah. Go horizontally. <laughs> yeah. Um, any which way? No, X Men. Uh, yeah. No, the 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 comic Dark Phoenix. And I legit, I didn't, I, I wasn't trying to correct you. Be like that fucking actually, TJ in first class, not new class. I was just like, is there like a new class iteration that I was unaware of? So yeah. No, no. I just, I just, uh, I couldn't remember the name of it because I've only seen that movie once, and I was like, this was good. I don't think the other ones are going to be, so I'm just going to leave it alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a team up between those two, you know, because they kind of balance each other. I'm Matilda being like the goody two-shoes telekinetic and then Eleven being the, you know, I'm going to fuck you up. I have no past, therefore nothing to lose telekinetic. Um, but yeah, it's like, who would you, who would, who would you put them in? Wouldn't it be so cute? Like Eleven's nose start bleeding and Matilda like leans over. Oh, you got something on your face and like rubs it off with like a handkerchief that Miss Honey fucking knitted her or some shit like that. Do you knit handkerchiefs? <laughs> Or just do you weave them? You just buy them. them. You just buy them. Okay. Or you cut them out of cloth. Right. Jesus! I knitted you a handkerchief. Well, let me yeah. tell you, it's so fucking porous. Yeah, yeah. A nose and knee deserves fucking puffs. Indeed. What's this bullshit? Like, like my, my, <laughs> you're so stupid. You're so stupid. I'm wiping my. Oh, no, my hey, that was, those were the first. No, honestly, TJ, those were the first commercials that I agreed with. When I was a kid, those nose and knees, you know what I mean? Those old claymation puffs commercials where they showed them kids with like them fucking red ass noses. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and it's like, yeah, I remember being a kid watching that shit in my room and being like, yeah, fuck those hard ass Kleenexes. You know what I mean? Like the, I guess what would the name, cause I know for toilet paper, you call it John Wayne, but what would the name for Kleenex be that don't do shit? You heard that, right? Like the toilet paper no. we call it John Wayne because it's rough, tough, and no. don't take no shit off nobody. <laughs> <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> what would what would be the version of that for Kleenex? We'll have to, we'll have, to we'll have to put pen to paper on that one. Figure that one out. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a conundrum wrapped in a question, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wrapped in an yeah. enigma, right? Uh, yeah. So we're we're both we're both Team Eleven is is what this all circles back. Yeah, to. I was like, so I can't even jump. remember what the fuck we were talking about <laughs> that for a second. But what we are talking about this week yeah. is uh, the movie Matilda, and yes, uh, this got us thinking about uh, our 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 school days, in particular our elementary school days, uh, and and like what was good for us in elementary school, what was bad for us in elementary school. We all know that Jordan had a had a girlfriend who was dating him just to use him for his, <laughs> I forgot what a seven-year-old can give somebody. Yeah. Uh, but, well, let, me, let me rub my troll real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, Jordan was telling me some stuff. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, my elementary school days were pretty good. There was one, there was yeah, one teacher who like kind of creeped me out. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. So... I went to a creative arts elementary school. Um, of course you which did. Was, 
Oh, don't come for me. Don't come for me. <laughs> no, hold on. I, I was taking a sip and I and I said, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, after you take a sip of something, you say something. Something you say right after you take a sip of something, it always sounds, like, more harsh than it actually is. Like, I didn't mean it like that. I just meant, like, like of course, you it makes this sense. this motherfucker. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. No, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah, every time you take a sip and say something, the thing you say right after you take a sip has a this motherfucker tone to it. It just, it just does. <laughs> Because you're all leaning forward like you're bucking at him and shit like that. (laughs) But anyways, since you want to be all hostile towards my education. (laughs) No. uh, (laughs) Fuck your grades. (laughs) But yeah, I went to creative arts elementary school. And uh, it was one of those schools where we we did music, we did art, we did theater and stuff like that. And uh, I was also in the, the the gifted and talented program, right? So I did a whole bunch of extra shit all the time. But mm. the, my, I had a gifted and tal- talented teacher. I can't even remember her name. But I just remember that uh, like twice a week I got to go to that classroom and like work on like logic puzzles and like do like advanced math and, and science and stuff like that. And so like to me that was – I was like geeking out and loving it. Uh, and then like we got to do theater a lot. And I remember the first play I ever did was this play about space mice or the mice from outer space or something like that. Biker and mice I from Mars? Was, no, no. Like we were, no, no. Do you remember that show though, Biker <laughs> Mice from Mars? I do remember that show. <laughs> that, show that show went hard. I, I mean, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I mean, we, uh, we did the show. And the, the, this is this is one thing I realized, like looking back, that this guy, I, I wondered why this guy left the school, and I, I now know why. I forgot, I forget this teacher's name, but he was a he was a theater teacher, and you know, like he was my theater teacher in first in first grade, first or second grade, mm-hmm. and uh, he would have us sit on his lap. And looking back what? on that, that's when I'm all yes. Like nothing happened. Like it was like in the classroom, he'd be like, "If you yeah, something to, if you happened, this, like, you sat on his lap. What the fuck? <laughs> of course, something happened." <laughs> but he'd be like, "Hey, if you, like whoever does this thing the best gets to sit on my lap," and we'd be like, "Oh my god, I want to sit on it!" Because we're fucking, you know, in first grade. It was a reward. Um, yes. God damn. Okay. Well, let's just say that we did the space mice show, and then magically we got Miss Stormy. Who was a lot better teacher, and our reward was that she had a uh, rabbit, um, and if we did good, we could take a piece of paper and get the rabbit's autograph. Basically, the rabbit would chew off mm-hmm. of the edge of the paper. We'd be like, "Oh my god, we got the rabbit's autograph!" It was stupid, but um, but she was a lot better theater teacher, and she created this thing called Curtain Kids, which I was I was one of the original Curtain Kids, and I got to go to like teachers' conferences and do this performance about like how my parents got divorced and I believed that like I was a race car driver. So I'd sit in the back of the car as my parents argued and just act like we were driving down the road all fast. Looking back on it, that is not material. I should have been taken on it in fifth grade, but (laughs) (laughs) so, so you had teachers that had you sit on your lap and you had, and, and you know, it was, (laughs) what, what are, what are some other two, what, what, like, when you think back on it and like we can go into extend, extend this to like, you know, like a, a middle school, you know, high school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, what were some teachers that you had TJ that like, you know, really, you know what I mean? Like had a, had a positive impact on you. And then 
He's like, he's like, who's not? Who, whose lap are you not you don't sitting on? Sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotta no, tell you, man, uh, you it, just skyrocketed a lot of teachers for me because, like, hey, yeah, they look kind of <laughs> shitty, but they didn't make me sit on their lap, so. You know. Yeah, you know, uh, my fifth grade teachers, like all of my fifth grade teachers were awesome. We, we to, to practice getting ready for middle school in fifth grade, we actually rotated teachers. So each teacher only taught one subject. Um, and so we would have a math teacher, a science teacher, a reading teacher, so on and so forth, right? Right. Uh, so all of my fifth grade teachers were awesome. And, uh, but, I mean, they let me get away with too much shit. I will admit that. Um, but... Hey, it, I'm I'm fine with it now. Um, my middle school te- middle school was weird uh, because I went to like a different middle school that was 45 minutes away from the house. Uh, uh, I went to a science magnet school because, of course, I did. And <laughs> you, uh, I what? What you said? You went to a what school? Science magnet. Wow. Yeah, you and I never would have known each other back then. <laughs> yeah, I had to apply. I had to yeah. interview the whole yeah, thing. No, no, you and yeah, uh-uh, uh-uh. you and I wouldn't so, have even been. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. The only thing, the only way you and I would have known each other is if I somehow had some community service gig that like brought me around and like, <laughs> and, like you know, I lug all this shit. I don't know. Yeah, that's and and then I learned something from you. And then you learn something from me too. Like I, I don't know, man. Yeah, that's wow. We're Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, just yeah, in the making. yeah, yeah, yeah. You would forget running in the same circle. You and me won't even jog in the same shape. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, uh, my middle school, my middle school teachers, they were all, they were all pretty. Okay. Again, I just got away. I got away. I got away with a lot of shit mm-hmm. in middle school. Like I remember one time. Me and my friend, uh, we we had a fight club in middle school, um, uh, where we would we would stay at each other's houses. Me and my friends would stay at each other's houses, and then like we play video games, and then like when it was late at night, we go in each other's backyard and just like beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, see, we would run in the same circles, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but we would take that stuff to school too, and like and we we antagonize each other right in the way that like like little adolescent boys do when they don't know what to do with themselves yeah. uh, and they can't masturbate all the time so uh, <laughs> so there was this one class where we were both like fighting over a, a seat right and there were plenty of seats but we're, I was like I sat there and my friend was like no I'm sitting here today and so like we made a big deal out of it we were having fun the teacher was like, I want you both to go outside. I want you to write down whose fault it is. And we both wrote down the same thing. I didn't do it. He did it. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And we handed her the papers Shit. at the same time. <laughs> and she looked at us both. She said, sit down. <laughs> like, I was, a, I was an asshole. Uh, but I always got good grades, so they were like, all right. Um, uh, but, I mean, those teachers kind of – uh, they kind of let me get away with too much, but I will say that the person who probably had the most positive impact on me, this is going to sound lame and corny, but it was my high school uh, theater teacher because uh, she did this thing, which again, looking back on it, it's kind of harsh, but she would, uh, if you were a senior in high school, she would take you uh, into her office for like a private conversation and she would tell you 
if she thought that like, hey, um, she would ask you if you want to pursue theater. And if you do, like, these are the areas you should focus on if you want to improve or if you should probably just look somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. She was very honest that way. Right. Uh, and she called me into her office and she said, do you want to do theater? And at the time I was actually vacillating between music and um, uh, music and psychology. And she said, why not theater? And I was like, oh, you know, I don't know. Uh, and she looked me straight in the face and she said, you can do whatever you want to do because you have the kind of brain that is worldly enough to take in information and apply it. She says, I really hope that you do theater. But if you don't, I know you're going to be great at whatever you do because you show up every day in class and do great things. And uh, that is one of those things that even now when I'm like, you know, those moments where I doubt myself or whatever, uh, I, I still think of I still think of that. And actually, the first time I had a play um, performed Right. Uh, uh, the first time I produced my own play, the first thing I did was I emailed her and I thanked her. And then she was like, come talk to my class. And I was like, I, I ain't nobody. Yeah. Um, but even now, she still she still like supports me. And she's uh, it was like one of those one of those really great, really, really, really great moments. I can tell you that the, also in high school, the, my least favorite teacher was this AP geography teacher who uh, she had us do these maps of the world, right? Uh, and we had to color the maps in a very specific way where we'd get points taken off. And she would ask us to locate things on the maps and different colored pens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she'd give us a list of things. and But there would be things that that we would have to like dig into the deep but she also said we couldn't use the internet so we'd have to like go to the library and get some some asinine atlas that hasn't been used since you know moses walked the earth to be like where's this one mountain and then you know a lot of times by the end of the semester we'd be like i can't find this thing go ahead give me a seat right um because i was like this is not on any uh contemporary atlas that i bought lady right um yeah uh, and it was just like I just got I just got reamed in that class all the time. Yeah. Oh, it was so hard. Yeah, fuck her. But, I mean, and I was like, ge- geography teachers are always the worst because their shit's always changing, and they took it out on. Like, God damn well, it! I was, I, was teach- all- I was teaching about an iceberg last week, and now that's fucking gone. So now I gotta teach about. Well, something. she she did this thing where she did a whole entire lesson on Japanese toilets. Fucking why? Because she was like, I went to Japan and the toilets are fun, and I'm like, it's a hole in the, yeah, in the because floor. The freaking, because 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 the because the, the volcano she's been speculating on that she's been writing her conference paper on finally erupted. I don't know, man. I don't. It was it was literally the worst you know advanced AP class I took my yeah, entire high school career. Yeah, the worst. No, I'm I'm. I I I'm glad. I'm not saying I'm glad to hear you say that, but like because I always had run-ins with my geography teachers like in, in, in class and stuff. And I, every time I had a geography teacher, I was like, man, fuck you. Like even before, you know, so uh, <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not trying to generalize like, you know, geography teachers who list like, again, like, you know, I, I'm sure that, you know, there, there are great, you know what I mean? Like geography, you know what I mean? Like teachers in departments that like adapt and stuff like that. But like, for some reason, man, every time I had a job, world geography, whatever it was, it was like, I, I, I always had a, had a run in with that teacher, you know? Yeah, 
So. Yeah, I mean, it was it was not cute, and mm-hmm. I mean, we would be up and like this is when AOL Instant Messenger was big, right? Yeah, we'd be up and be like, "Hey, did you find that one mountain?" They're like, "Nah, bitch, that mountain don't exist." And we're like, "It's somewhere on the list. It has yeah. to be somewhere." Yeah. Can we meet up at eight twenty in the morning before we turn in our map? <laughs> no, I still can't find it. Like it was all consuming, mm-hmm. all consuming. It was the worst, um, the worst. At the college, but I mean, like, man, those geography teachers are fucking badass. What I mean, you- honestly, my my favorite college classes were actually my history and geography classes. Yeah, like what's the what's the urban urban geography? I think it might it might have a longer name than that, but it's like studying like infrastructure of like towns and cities and shit like that. Those people, man, you ever get in a conversation with those motherfuckers? Like they're they're super into it. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, it's pretty cool. So and passion passion absolutely translates into the. Into the classroom and stuff. Um, then why didn't I get hooked on Japanese toilets? Because that woman was all about them. Because, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's like if someone's really passionate about, you know, fucking Star Trek to me. It's like, okay, cool. But like, you know, that ain't really my thing. You're like, fuck, I'm going to do with that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's great for you. You know? Or it's like watching watching uh, Ocean's Twelve again. It's like I feel like I'm watching a two and a half hour inside joke that like they really like and they really think it's funny. But like, <laughs> <laughs> drag them, <laughs> yeah, you know, drag them. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks, <laughs> you know. It's just like <laughs> so, well, what what about you? Because you were, you were texting me some shit and I was like, yeah, good guy, Miss Molly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, watching watching Matilda, or you know, as I like to call it, Carrie Junior, and the case of the overstepping teacher. Um, you better, but, you better but, quit. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, man, just just thinking about like elementary and stuff, and and thinking about like all the all the stupid shit. Did they make y'all do that stuff till like every Thanksgiving? It's like, okay, who wants to be a pilgrim? Who wants to be a Native American? Granted, back when I was in I was in elementary school, they called them. They just called them Indians. And they're like, no, yeah, they did. And I remember they made us learn a rain dance and make rain sticks. And we had to sit in the library in like the little mm-hmm. circle and do the rain dance because that's not cultural appropriation. Exactly. And that was like your whole day. And and this was like I always went, I always went Native American, always, because and, and I always made a construction paper tomahawk that got taken away by the fucking teacher. But then I was like, for the pilgrims, I was like, man, fuck y'all and y'all's funny hats. Um, but so <laughs> like y'all showed up asking for shit. Yeah, yeah. I think I kind of made a name for myself because in first grade, uh, I spouted off to my first grade teacher that when you hunt, uh, that we we got talking about uh, someone was talking about Bambi or something like that, and how like how sad it was that the mom died, and I raised my hand. And I was like, yeah, uh. The hunter shouldn't have killed his mom. The hunter should have killed Bambi. And then everyone looked at me and they they like had this look. They were all fucking taken aback and like had this look of shock. And I was like, because, you know, and I think I might have said this before, but it's like, you know, if you kill the mother, you're essentially killing both. You know what I mean? Like you kill the baby. And uh, I was explaining to him like, yeah, well, you know, you're always supposed to. I never said my dad said I just like, even though this, he did tell me this, but I was just saying how like you kill. And then I then I started talking about how to how to dress a deer. And then I think word got around that. Like I was someone to watch. Um, <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. but, <laughs> but 
Um, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Jordan, you got, you got, and I don't, yeah, no, no, and 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 I don't, I don't want to, you know, third. So third grade was when I got into, I started like questioning like a lot of shit. Like, man, I was questioning a lot of like the institutionalized shit at a very early age because remember I was like building shit and making shit and like man look like engineering bullshit out of like stuff that i found in recess and bits of trash and stuff like that but like i didn't do my homework so i immediately got slapped with like a disciplinary chart and stuff like and i'm not saying i'm against i'm glad you said disciplinary chart because i was about to be like they slapped your ass yeah no Uh, and I'm not trying, you know, I, I wouldn't, I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? Like speak out against public that this ain't that kind of conversation. You know what I mean? Cause like I, I've looking back on it, it's like, well, I could have done that and my homework, you know what I mean? But I remember like questioning like the institutions kind of, kind of early on. Um, but yeah, their elementary school was, a, was a pretty tricky time for me, man, because I was really, uh, you know, I look back on it and there were, there was some shit and, and I think astute listeners might know the name of the of the elementary that i went to if they go back but i, I don't want to name them outright for for some of these things that i'm that i'm about to say but um yeah I, I, there was this one thing where we were learning about uh the american civil war in fourth grade and we went to uh this like uh a local uh kind of kind of farm outdoor center thing and essentially what we did is we we we, we played plantation it was the classes were all split up into two groups and each person yeah i know and and each person had to like uh uh it was it was it was designed to be like a like a frontier do you know what i mean like a like a like a homesteader kind of thing and then it quickly turned into like well we need we need a bag of rice from that group over there so we're going to trade but we don't have the money so we're going to trade um we're going to trade no. some of the students no and like and i no. was and and dude they actually had us like dig shit and like do stuff i'm over there just digging stuff and i get a tap on my shoulder and i turn around and I'm like hey you know jordan you've been you've been traded over to 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 the other side you've been sold and I was like, the fuck? And, and then, so they made me and others like slaves. And then they, you know what I mean? Like, to, and then like, I, I remember going back home after that day and telling my parents and my parents had this wide eyed look on, they were like, oh shit. You know what I mean? And, and you, looking back on it now, they were like, how do we tell this boy? Like what just happened? <laughs> you know? And it was it was weird and it, and, it, and it was strange and, and 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 stuff like that. I remember one time too. I got I got in trouble at the same school and uh, our principal was a bit of a trunchbull. Um, and I saw some stuff, uh, so I got in trouble. I got sent to the principal's office and I'm sitting there waiting in like that lobby, that doom lobby that I've been to so many times before. And it's like, oh shit, here we go. But he was seeing someone before me, and he just whooped up on this kid, you know, and I ran, you know, and, uh, they opened up an investigation and I got called in. I remember I was, I was in, uh, I was in class the next day. Cause when I ran, I just like ran back to like my class and I guess my homeroom teacher didn't think anything of it. She's like, Oh, he got a slap on the wrist or whatever. And now he's back. Um, and I didn't tell my parents that I got in trouble that day. 
Uh, and then I got called in to the principal's office again, but he wasn't there. And it was two like detectives and they were like asking me all these questions about like what happened and stuff like that. And then my parents were there and I was like, Oh yeah. And by the way, I got in trouble the other day, you know, and, I'm, <laughs> 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 and, uh, and, and, and shit like that. So yeah, man, it, it, it's, uh, it was crazy, but, um, I, th- you, know, I really- you know, you up here, you up here saying, ah, oh, we, you need to, you need to go back in time, come back to my circles, like run around <laughs> my, run around my track. I probably <laughs> should have. I probably, hey man, look at this train I built with erasers. I need to be in that fucking science magnet school. Here's the thing: I took a whole entire class in fourth grade at uh, at the freaking University of Houston Clear Lake about how to make a flash video game. It took me three of those floppy disks, oh, but wow. I did it. Wow. So nice. you they they they, nice. they could have had a class on on train building. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. Like I took a I took a I took a rocket class in 5th grade at uh at Johnson Space Center. Oh shit. I was see, learning rocket science. I had to do shit see, with that. Yeah, see that's that's what I that, that that's exactly what I should have done. Um I I think back to three teachers though. And one of them I'm not going to name because honestly, dude, there have been a lot of teachers because when 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 we were thinking about, okay, worst teachers, best teachers and shit like that, there have been a lot of teachers that like I've had run ins with. But it's like that doesn't make them bad teachers. That just makes me a little punk because I was but like but like looking back on it, it's like, okay, there is second grade. I'm not going to I'm not going to name my second grade teacher, but she knows who the fuck she is. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> she, she separated me. So it was me and my best friend growing up. We knew each other since we were three years old. Went to the, where we were in the same fucking, born in the same hospital, went to the same nursery. You know what I mean? Went to the same daycare. We're in the same kindergarten class. We're in the same, uh, uh, first grade class, second grade class. Uh, we started cutting up and the thing that did it was we were learning synonyms in second grade and she, and, and she was like, okay, class, what are some synonyms? And she already had her eyes out on the two of us. Cause we were cutting up and shit like that. But she's like, okay, class, what are some words that can mean, make a mean many things. And my boy raised his hand and he says, crappy. And I laughed my ass off. And, and so we both got sent to the principal's office, and that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Apparently, the camel only had one straw because that's she was like, they need to be separated. So we were separated, and and we never had a had another class together. We it's and 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 that was sort of we didn't really drift apart, but like we didn't have that shared experience. And this is the same friend that was killed when I was a senior in high school. So like, I look back mm-hmm. on that and it's like, I don't, of course I don't blame her. And I don't want her to be like, hey, you know, but I look back on that and I'm like, man, you know, like, yeah, you, know, you have to separate this. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think early on you're kind of with the same, you know what I mean? Kind of like group of people and stuff and, and, uh, and, and things like that. So I look and she, she just had it out for us, you know, like that was the first time that I've, and really the only time, that I felt like a teacher had it like actively out for me. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I do know. Yeah. <laughs> Middle school. I'll go ahead and name, name this dude. Cause, cause he was awesome. Uh, he, he was my coach, uh, coach Mac. Um, he's, he was a giant scary, like I'd heard stories about him going into middle school and shit like that. And I was always kind of, I was a tall string bean, you know what I mean? In sixth grade. And, and it was the first day of PE. Uh, 
and I was set, I was starting football, you know what I mean? Like that year. And he, and he was the, you know, the football coach and stuff like that. But it was the first day of PE and I, I put on my little shorts and, and my boxers were, 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 were po- poking out the bottom and we were doing, uh, uh, bins and thrusts, you know, like to start up the day and stuff. And he, and he had, he, dude, he, he was, uh, he's a former Marine. He had like the, the Marine hat, like the, like the, the crocodile, Dund- not the crocodile Dundee, but like the, like the, like the patent hat, you know what I mean? And he'd walk around there and he'd fucking, you know, just pace back and forth. He was like, he was a giant. And, uh, I was doing the bins and thrusts incorrectly. I wasn't doing the frog and the kick out. I was like jumping with the kick out and he was like, you, and I was in the back and I was like, I was like me. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, Biggie. <laughs> and he said, Jesus. Yeah. And he's, and he said, get in the locker room. And I was like, Oh man. So I went in the locker room and he met me in there. He goes, change out. And I changed out. Uh, and I was like, is it because I was fucking up on the bins and thrusts? Is it because my boxers were hanging out on my shorts? Like, like what's going on? And this dude took me to the cafeteria bought me like a, like a little snack, like a, like a little cake, like a cinnamon roll thing and just started talking to me. And like, I mm. don't know, like asking me all kinds of shit. TJ, if, if, if me and coach Mac didn't get super tight throughout my entire middle school career. And then I found out that he, he, he was just like that with, with, with just about everybody, you know what I mean? And then to this day, you know what I mean? He 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 reaches out. He reaches out to me. He reaches out to, to former students and stuff like that. He ended up doubling in not only uh, coaching, but he would also act. We did Annie uh, my sixth grade year, and he was cast as fucking Daddy Warbucks, um, and I was his understudy because um, he was like the biggest guy in school. I was like the biggest kid, so I think we kind of bonded on that. Uh, and we, and, and I was his understudy, but my primary role was FDR. So I came in in my little wheelchair and stuff like that. And we just, we just, man, just, just, just jived really well. And then when I got cast in Greece, seventh grade, he called me Zuko. He still calls me Zuko. I just talked to him like two weeks ago. He still fucking calls me Zuko and shit like that. So like, yeah, no, man, we, 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 we really get along and everything. So, so there's that. And then high school, uh, my choir director, um, um, Mr. Nance uh, was a, was, was a really, he kind of taught me like how you can have a strong relationship with your students, but still maintain that professionalism. Do you know what I mean? Um, And uh, he kind of helped me through when I was going through a lot of stuff outside of school. Um, So yeah, those are, those are the tops uh, with one bottle for me. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. See, good teachers go so much further than the bad ones, though. I think that's the yeah. That's the yeah. big takeaway, right? Like, we're always going to have not great teachers. And um, mm-hmm. we're always going to have teachers who have it out for us. Um, <clears throat> the reason I was laughing when <laughs> you said teacher have it out for us. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, in my, my biology teacher in uh, freshman year, uh, she didn't have it out for me. She had it out for... Uh, one of my best friends and she, <laughs> my best friend, oh, she couldn't catch a break. Like to the point where I would start talking to people <laughs> and the biology <laughs> teacher would be like, Sarah, you need to move. And Sarah's like, I yeah. didn't even say nothing. And I wouldn't say a word because I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but you know, in the long run, it is about like finding every once in a while a teacher will just, 
realize like, hey, I just need to connect to this kid. And right. you know, I you know, that's what I love about teaching is that every once in a while you find that one that like, oh, they just really need someone to talk to right now. Mm-hmm. And I can be that person. Uh even if yeah. it's just temporarily. Yeah, true. But also like don't go show them to their fucking house, Miss Honey. You know what I mean? Like, like there's, a, there's <laughs> no. Here's there's the thing. Way. Here's the thing. That line was crossed multiple times in in my life because a my mom's a teacher, right? So she was like, "Come on over." I'm like, oh, "DJ, drop my beat." Oh. Oh. <laughs> Jesus uh, fucking Christ. George requested that I didn't throw anything at him. That man, that, that's what I thought. I was like, listen, we were driving. I was like, don't you throw nothing at me. You know, because <laughs> it's Matilda. Yeah, I was like, I don't want a fucking ball or a deck of cards. I could just see it in my in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. and she comes out, oh, man, my telekinesis is off. You know, and it's like, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck a bunch of that. Well, I, I decided to agree to that myself. Not verbally to George because I scared him real good earlier didn't, tonight. Didn't you tell people about that. So, oh, I, she did. Like, we'll, Listen, we'll give him a break. Yeah, she. I, I came out of the bathroom and and, and she was crouched, <laughs> crouched like goddamn Gollum, looking up at me. And and dude, like I didn't, but but my leg, my right leg reared back. Like I was about to kick. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, no, that's my wife. I can't do that. I wasn't scared at all because I had, like, my hands up, too, and, like, gremlin claws. Y'all too much. You know, I was – he was in the bathroom that's on the way to our laundry room, and I was walking the laundry room, and I was like, you know what? This is what we're going to do. So just know if I ever die of a heart attack, you know exactly what happened. (laughs) That's that bathroom that I couldn't remember if I changed in or not that time I was over there. Oh, yeah. I was like, did I change? Did I change in the living room? Did you? Did change I just get naked that? in the it's living room? Small for no. changing. We no, we, it was just changing into swim trunks. I just remember waking up the next day, the swim trunks were on top oh, of my bag, yeah. and I was yeah. just like, did I drop? Yeah. Did I drop trowel in the living room, or did I make it to the back? I was too drunk. Either way, yeah, here we are. Yeah. Let's do trivia. We ask ourselves the same questions just about every day. Yeah. yeah. Like, am I, I got too some drunk? new questions for you all, though, <laughs> Jordan. Oh, okay. All right. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Minimize your windows. Yeah. Minimize your windows. All right. Roald Dahl wrote Matilda along with many other beloved children's books. But what was the first book he ever wrote? Was it A, James and the Giant Peach, B, Gremlins, or C, The Magic Finger? The Magic Finger? <laughs> gremlins. Mm-hmm. TJ. He wrote Gremlins? Yeah. Um, yeah, first ever book that he wrote, mm. and then um, I think he was involved in like that actual screenplay. TJ, huh? Yes. Danny DeVito originally wanted what famous twins for the role of Matilda? This is Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen. Yes, not multiple choice because yeah, uh, they were filming It Takes Two, so it they takes two, they had to pass. Baby. Jordan. Yeah. Hey, I've seen that before. We've all seen that before. Buildings and sets used in TV or movies uh, and reused in another. This movie, for example, Miss Trunchbull's mansion was reused as a sorority house in what horror movie? Is it A, Scream 2, B, Sorority Row, or C, Black Christmas? (laughs) 
Shit. And they're all sorority. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know how to write a trivia question. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go on on a limb and say screen two. It is screen two. Ding, 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 ding. I need to bring some. Omega Beta Zeta. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That is. Mm-hmm. Sarah that Michelle Gellar was a was a was a celebrity crush of mine. And what? I, I watched. Yeah, she was in Screen Two, and I watched that when she wow. died. I I really really hit home. Well, now you have me. So. Oh yeah, fuck Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, TJ. Miss <laughs> Trunchbull competed in javelin, shot put, and hammer throw in the 1972 Olympic Olympics, but lies. She could not have done all three because hammer throw wasn't offered to women in the Olympics until what year? Is it A, 1980, B, 1992, or C, the year 2000? 92. Saying 2000 just sounds weird. Eh, the year 2000. Damn. I was was hoping that the Olympics were a bit more progressive. Like, right? Right? They're not. Turns out they're not. Although they did just um, add breakdancing. I'm not sure which yes, Olympics it's coming to. But it's coming to it's the 2024. 2024 Olympics. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it's going to be held in the electric boogaloo. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to fight okay. you. You leave my Olympics alone. <laughs> <laughs> you leave my breaking alone. I love those movies. George. <laughs> yes. World Doll. What a guy. <laughs> he was a fighter pilot in World War II and a spy. And did you know he never learned how to type? But do you know what his favorite book he wrote was? Is it A, The Twits, B, The BFG, or C, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Is it BFG? It is. Ding, ding, ding. The big fucking giant. Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. TJ. Mm-hmm. Where am I? Okay, okay, I'm, I'm back. In the scene where Matilda dances around the living room, Matilda dances to Little Bitty Pretty One by Thurston Harris. But, what, but while actually filming, the song they played on set was what? Is it A, Matilda by Harry Belafonte? B, Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison? C, Jump in the Line by Harry Belafonte, one of my favorites. Or C, Smack That by Akon. First off, you gave me four, and it wasn't Smack That because Akon was not around. I'm going to go with, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with. Smack That, give me some more, Smack That. you Smack That. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, what was the what was the third one? What was the third legitimate one? Jump in the line by Harry Belafonte. Jump in the line. It it was Matilda by Harry Belafonte. Although personally, if it were me, I'd want jump in the line like that slaps mm-hmm. so hard. I don't know though the. Which is which is also George. Why I had to clarify in the car what song it was. I wasn't just being a jerk. There's a lot of history with that song. I did not want to be wrong on the podcast. You know, we get emails, people comment. Mm -hmm. It's a whole media Mm -hmm. storm. 
Anyway, uh, where does that put us for the score? We've got TJ at one, Jordan at two, and we've got in all oh, the Mavises. Ooh, Let's do it. What if I did like a like a monster truck voice for all the Mavises? Mavises Let's Mavis. get ready to Mavis. Anyway, I'll work on it. All right. For all the Mavises, we got another uh, prizes right rule question. Mm. And mm-hmm. we'll go to George first. Okay. How many children's books did Roald Dahl write? Ooh, um, I'm gonna say, shit, I'm gonna say thirty. Okay, okay, yeah, thirty. TJ. Oh, fuck. oh it's too close. Uh, okay, I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with it. Uh, twenty-seven. Question was. One? It- was that with conviction? That's my final answer. 27. From the chest. Say it with the chest. All right. Well, our winner is... God damn, I got to work on my drum rolls. Jord, it was 34. Hey. Ooh, 34. I, was, I swear for God. I was okay. So the streak continues. What's it like to win four episodes in a row, Jordan? I don't, does, I don't, it, I don't, does it make you feel like a big man? Does, I mean, it's just, you know, you know so um, much winning. I think he just loses count of I'm how on, many. I'm putting on my Nike shocks to go take my victory lap, let me tell you. So. <laughs> you know what? You, 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 so you're putting on slave labor shoes. Go ahead. No, that's fine. Mm, oh, see, ooh, why you even got to bring that? But you see, you see that peg? I said, God, knock you down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys. Speaking of impactful teachers, I was mm-hmm. lucky enough to have several going to Kendall Junior Senior High School. Oh, I wonder if they've, I feel like they've added some stuff onto the name of it, but I, Kendall, New York, represent. Uh, and unfortunately, my favorite teacher from high school, Miss um, Billings, uh, passed away right before Christmas, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, big, mm-hmm. big impact on my life. My condolences to the Billings family. Um, I can't imagine the hole that she's left Um but we we also had some substitute teachers that left an impact. We had uh, Mr. and Mrs. McDermott. And whew, it's getting real sad. Mrs. McDermott passed away my senior year of high school. Girl. Um, like, suddenly, who, I know. Who she know was alive? Shit. It was a car accident. So it was sad because it's damn. like they're, they're elderly. But then it's like you just don't expect the car accident. But uh, it was pretty devastating for the community but mr mcdermott right now just he kept coming to school and soldiering on and he was kind of just like i i don't know what else to do which was like heartbreaking but um he he was really cool she always brought us candy when she would substitute our classes so at her funeral one of her kids came around and she's like "Uh, i know you are students and uh we wanted to bring candy for you so she brought uh suckers for all of us to have at the funeral still still makes me sad but mr mcdermott signed my yearbook senior year of high school and he said kim whenever i see you you always seem happy it might not be so but we need to face the world with a smile <laughs> you he said your ass have- is lying but <laughs> You seem to have succeeded. That's great. Mr. McD. And you know that I never noticed it before he pointed that out to me, but I do. I just, you know, I tend to walk around and like, if I see people, I'm like, okay, unless 
unless you know you've done me dirty and then i'm not going to be fake to you but or if it's the word. morning listeners oh yeah jordan tries to say good morning to me all the time and i'm like mm, no we're not doing this jordan are, are you are, do you pull out the southern and be like you better speak no <laughs> <laughs> you know you know exactly what i'm talking about when when your parents say good morning yeah. you're in the mood they're like excuse uh-huh. me i spoke to you you yeah. better speak yeah <laughs> no we're not we're not there yet i do that with the kids but not but but not listeners cool. It costs you nothing to greet the world with a smile. Those strangers aren't the reason you're having a bad day. You know, more than more than likely. All it costs you is laugh lines for all of those who are afraid of aging. No, nay, 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 nay. I just sometimes just have a pleasant look on my face because I am very aware Mm. of wrinkles. I gotta keep this this skin looking like it's in its twenties. So it's all about from now on. I say good morning and you just smile back. No, I mean like I'll look at you and acknowledge you and I love you, but it's just like. (laughs) It's just like we live together. I see you every day. Like, we, do we need the pleasantries? I don't know. I th- I th- it's it's a, it's a pleasant habit I got. I in, in this episode of Grown Men New Marriage <laughs> Counseling, <laughs> she don't, don't speak get me to wrong. Me it's not like it ain't like she a don't good talk mo- to me. Yeah, no, it ain't it ain't like a good morning. Fuck you. It's not like that. <laughs> one time I did say garbage. Oh yeah, some shit. <laughs> I was saying the garbage cans out because at like six a.m. I heard the oh, yeah. garbage truck on the other street, and I was like, shit. Yeah. So yeah, listeners, take the words of uh, Mr. McDee to heart, mm-hmm. face the world with a smile, and yes. uh, you will go far, like just like me, just like me. And I'm going to mm-hmm. go far from this trivia segment later. I think uh, that it's time for you to take your winning ass to the fridge and get yourself a beer. Well, that, I was planning on doing that anyway, but now I'm going to be skipping a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, no. <laughs> skip down the stairs, you know? <laughs> you skip just, that's, that's, that's legit one of my favorite things, and it's so mean. But every time I see it in a movie when someone mocks someone like... <laughs> I think it's so fucking funny. Now um, I know how to get one in on you and have you still laugh. <laughs> right, I think it's time for us to go get our drinks. If you're driving, you know what you're not supposed to do? Drink while you drive, yeah, no. unless it's water, a soda, do a soda yeah. water. And but if you're at your home and maybe you got those 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 killer mind powers, you know what I mean. You can kind of make, make the drink come to you. Oh my god! Oh, okay, kind of cool. you extra. If you don't no, get you your extra. Ass up. See, mm-hmm. see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. We're gonna go before we before we just mock each other to oblivion. All right. We'll see you guys back. See you, guys See you guys back. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> See, dude, it's so it's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh. All right. See you guys. And we're back. Jordan, how was your trip to the fridge? You know, I tried to uh, make the beer move upstairs with my mind, um, but it didn't work out. I guess I should have gone to the science magnet school. Um, but yeah, it was fine. What about yours? Uh, I mean, those 12 steps, they were long and hard, but I made it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are you, what are you sipping now? I'm drinking one more of your Christmas gift to me. Um, beers. 
I picked this one because it has a high percentage in Tomorrow's a Holiday. Mm, <laughs> there you go. It's Hubbard's, it's Hubbard's Cave Vanilla Coffee and Cakes. It is uh, an imperial stout with coffee, maple syrup, and vanilla. Two out of those three things I like. Um, but it's 12%. God damn. That that might be the highest percentage we've had on the show. Oh my Listeners, God. correct me if I'm wrong, but I oh my think God. that oh, oh you feeling it, huh? No, yeah. it's just it tastes so much like coffee. That's a, <laughs> that what do you what do you call it? The devil bean? Yeah, it's the devil bean. Oh my god. Man, if you didn't jump down my fucking throat. So I have a natural I have a I have a predilection. Like every time I'm having something, I just offer it to like the people I care about who are in the room with me. Doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, Hey, you want to try it? You want to try it? I would always offer you coffee. And you jump down my fucking throat. Be like, fuck no, I don't want that devil bean. I don't, I don't get that harsh. <laughs> yeah. I might be, I might be confusing the time that I offer you coffee with the time that I challenged you in smash brothers. Yeah, I, I think that there is confusion yeah. there. And I think that yeah. one thing that needs to be clear is that people offer me coffee all the time. And I say, if, if it's their first time, even their second time, I say, I don't drink caffeine. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, right? Mm. But you, motherfucker, mm. have known I don't drink caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. That's like someone saying, that's like if, if you went to the store and you had the option between a carrot cake and a chocolate cake, which one would you get me? Carrot cake, because you don't like chocolate. Boom. So if you know that. Because I'm always like, yeah, but today might be the day. And if today's the day, I want to be a part of that day. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, okay I guess. I'll let you have it. Either way, I'm drinking this this thick-ass, this, <laughs> this thick-ass beer. Phew. Yeah, okay. Thick with two C's, this thick mm-hmm. ass beer that has. Um, Dance, too much booty in the pants. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just feels like, um, you know, a lot of coffee. And uh, I'm going to make it. I swear. Oh, does it have Good. caffeine in it? Is this going to fuck me up? Nah, dude. It's, it's a. Nah, you're, you're going to be all right. It would say. It says Sputnik coffee on the goddamn can. Wow. God well, damn hey, maybe this is this this uh, is your yeah, hey today's the day moment. Jordan you're here for today's it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking damn. Feel? See, it all comes back. Now you understand why I got you that Christmas gift in the first goddamn. Place. You know, whatever. What are you I drinking? Because I'm now I'm mad. Let's go. I'm drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking. This is from uh, Champion Brewing. I'm drinking a Megalodon, uh, uh, which is them big sharks. Uh, it's uh, imperial <laughs> coffee. <laughs> just you know what I mean. Just a, it's like it's an imperial. Just, it, it's like it's like you're in the car with your kids, right? And you say a big word, yeah. you turn around and be like, "Let me explain this to you." Real <laughs> it's uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. It's an it's an imperial coffee porter, um, and this is ten percent. So okay, well, I can, we both just on the train to nowhere right now because oh. yeah, but yours yours is going two percent faster than mine. So oh, and guess what? If two I guess train, I'm going, hey, tell I'm, me, tell tell me, Mister Science Magnet, if two trains depart the same train station, one of them going ten, the other one going twelve, which one gets to their destination first? Uh, 
Motherfucker, the 12. Listen, I'm going to be at the station <laughs> waiting for you like, you need to catch up. <laughs> you looking like one of them Thomas the Tank Engine characters like, oh, I say, where is that? <laughs> where is that jewel? Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so let's go ahead and talk about Mat- Matilda. See, I already let's, can't let's say the words. It, man. <laughs> the 1996 film. This is our, yeah, this is our second we're on two Roald Dahl adaptations, and we're in early month. on in a season two. Yeah, we're 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 kicking it with the RD. I mean, RD showing up, showing out, showing them how mm-hmm. it's done. But uh, <laughs> but Matilda was filmed in 1996. It was directed, co-produced, and starring Danny DeVito, who is a great fucking director. Great like director, right? So great. Get to Smoochy. I forgot Offer. he directed Death to Smoochie. I love Death to Smoochie. War of the Roses. Yeah, no, just a really good director. <clears throat> uh, this stars uh, um, Mara Wilson, who, um, as Matilda, uh, she quickly stopped acting. Like, she never made it past the child actor phase, right? Correct. I mean, I, she might have done, like, some guest spots on, like, some bullshit-ass procedural. Nope, sorry. Don't mean to say procedurals are bullshit. But I'm just saying, like, she might have done, like, some... Some guest spot on something, but yeah, no, this was, this wasn't the last thing, but yeah, she she ain't been in much, right, right. And then it has uh, Rhea Perlman, has Emmett Davids, and Pam Ferris, uh, and this is a really great film in my eyes. But we'll talk about all of that here pretty soon. <laughs> uh, but the yeah, the plot will. of this, the plot of this is one that for the most part kept intact in my brain which i was really kind of proud of when's the last time time. you saw this before before realistically like a good 16 17 18 years ago really because it's yeah it's not like it's not like i've avoided it it's just like one of those films that i'm not like oh guess what i want to watch today matilda Mm -hmm. yeah well because this was 100 percent a daycare movie for me i saw Mm -hmm, this movie mm -hmm. for the first time in daycare i it was on repeat we had those stacks of tapes you know what i'm talking about and it was like hey and for some reason, the same daycare that had Matilda was the other. I I, I, I had to switch daycares. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I, I went to two daycares in my life because I fucked up. Uh, but um, the same daycare that had Matilda also had Neverending Story 2 and 3, but not 1. Uh, but yeah, so we watched this here. And then I saw it again when uh, my daughter was 3. I rented it from the library and then watched it again this time now that she's six and she didn't remember any of it when she watched it this time. So. Well, yeah. Well, you know, I'm still, I'm I'm not going to lie. The thing I took away from that statement was that this, this daycare was not um, equipped with the first never ending story. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's fucked up. I'm hurt for first. Yeah, my first run-in with Jack Black was Neverending Story 3 when I was in daycare. And then for the longest time, he was always the Neverending Story 3 guy. Um, so, yeah, this is a little bit about me that you never really needed to know and doesn't really affect you at all or anybody. But <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but this movie uh, had a budget of $36 million. It did make its money back in the box office. It made $33.5 million. 
in the box office. Ooh. But I feel like this is one of those movies that probably made it back in like domestic VHS sales and for like at schools and libraries and all the other nonsense. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's all you gotta say. Is, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, can you take that back? The last word I the last word I heard was nonsense. Oh, really? Yeah. There's like a lot. Yeah, I didn't know what you said. Okay. Um, well, okay, I'll take it back. So this movie made uh, $33.5 million at the box office, but it cost $36 million to make. So it didn't make its money back. But I feel like this is one of those movies that made their money back, like in VHS sales and all that other nonsense. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, this was, I mean, daycares across the country probably bought this <laughs> this VHS, and I think too, I remember there being like a pretty a pretty big DVD release, like when this came out on some on some special edition DVD thing, and then, and then there was that roll doll kind of like resurgence there um, in like the late nineties, early two thousands. So yeah, I mean, I, I uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but this movie, this movie, I think this was also one of those movies that, like, um, and this is going to sound slightly sexist, but like, as a little boy, it was like, it was kind of cool to watch this movie still of like this girl, like, kicking ass with, with her mind powers. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we would watch this and Harriet the Spy kind of like in tandem. Yeah, yeah, right? It is one of those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, but this movie opens with uh, a baby being born, and that baby is Matilda, and she is quickly giving, g- given, given to uh, Dan DeVito's <laughs> character. <laughs> Can we please just start saying Gavin? No, no, we can't. Uh, it just sounds so cool, man. I, I've no, it's that that's that twelve percent. Look, I ate right before yeah. this too. I, I ate potato, I ate starches to soak it up because I knew it was high percentage. And those potatoes ain't doing shit, but letting me down. Um, <laughs> but uh, Matilda, as a baby, is given to her her father Harry and Z- Zania uh, and her older brother Michael. And from this, this is the moment where I was like, I didn't realize this. Uh, She's put in a car seat and just thrown into the back of the station wagon, not strapped down to anything, and they're just driving all over the place. Uh, yeah, and well, that's, that's what the gives kind her of... powers. Her brain hits hits the side of the. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the kind of from the moment that this movie opens, it kind of sets the tone of like, oh no, this is like children being put in danger, but like in a slightly funny way. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And a lot of the humor in this movie is based on like. Oh no! This would be really terrible if this really happened to a child, but they're obviously safe. Yeah, which is kind um, of like you know the keystone of, of of a lot of roll doll shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's 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 seated deep in there, and um, yeah. yeah, and it, it just kind of carries through the whole entire film. And I think it actually carries the film. But we'll we'll get to that. But the uh, quickly we get to the fact that Matilda is not really cared for by her family. She's left at home by herself. 
and she quickly learns how to uh, take care of herself. She's just born an extremely intelligent child, and um, she uh, she learns how to cook for herself early on uh, when she's like a baby. She then uh, has read. She taught herself how to read. She walks to the library. Um, she figures out the the library card and she starts bringing books home and she starts reading all these books and her brain is just expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding um, to the point where she's, she eventually says, uh, Hey, I'm six, I'm six and a half. I, sh- I should have started school. And her parents are like, no, you're not. You're four. And she's like, no, I'm six and a half. And they're like, then you're five. And she's still like, I want to start school. But they're like, no. And she she keeps getting punished for like learning and not watching television and not being like one of the family. And um, I, I I thought that this was really kind of uh, interesting because you know com- uh, looking at Willy Wonka because uh, I had to compare it to Willy Wonka like he has right. this theme of like kids are pure but adults are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely sort of, you know, blaming the, you know, blaming the parent for the, for the child's failures, sins of the father, all, all, all that kind of stuff um, is, is prevalent throughout, throughout his stories. And, and, a, and an aversion to, um, to television or rather, you know, the, um, you know, a TV in every room, you know, like, 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 like that kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. that was a big thing with the Wormwoods, right? It's like, we're going to fucking watch TV. Everyone has their own fucking TV tray and shit like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, but I, but the, uh, the big thing is that um, Danny DeVito's character, um, he runs a, uh, a used car shop, a used cars uh, lot that rips people off, right? And he has all yeah. these stolen car parts that are being shipped to his house. And Matilda is supposed to be there to accept the packages, uh, which is also irresponsible to have a child do. Um, but yeah. uh, she's there to accept the packages. And um, across the street are these FBI agents who are on to him the whole entire time and all, all this other stuff. But eventually, uh, uh, Harry sells a car to uh, Miss Trumbull? Miss Trunchbull, sorry, Miss Trunchbull, and uh, and Miss Trunchbull is a principal of a school, and Miss Trunchbull hates kids, like hates kids. She says, "Oh, oh, children are awful." I'm glad I was never one, right? Um, yeah, and I remember hearing that as a kid, be like, "How the fuck were you made?" <laughs> you know? Like everybody and was. Can cute. I just say, yeah, yeah? Can I just say? This movie, first off, this movie made me ask a lot of questions. There was one moment where uh, 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 Mr. Wormwood Mr. Is, is talking to, the, to, the, to the, their son. Like, chew your food, you're an animal, you know? And what he really meant was, like, you're not chewing your food, you're acting like an animal. Like, chew your, fu- chew your food, you're being an animal right now. But I heard that literally as a kid, and I was like we're animals. And I remember going to buy and like, we're animals. And it's like, my parents weren't ready for that evolutionary fucking concept that their kid was spouting off. But the other thing was, was yeah, the, the, the you just break the, your parents brain on the regular from these movies, dude. Like it just happened. And then, and then the other thing was the trunchbull thing. Like, like, yeah, you know, glad I never was one, but can I just say real quick, can, can we talk about the trunchbull for, 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 for a moment here? Uh, I remember watching this movie as a kid and, and being like, man, she's terrifying. 
And then watching it now, it's like, she's fucking stupid. Like, yeah. she's, it's, it's slapstick, like, just fucking just ridiculous shit, you know? And it's, it's interesting to see how that character can translate over, translate differently, rather, over time. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, here's the thing. I thought that she had to be that way because she does some really terrible things and we have to, we have to feel like it's still okay in the realm of reality, right? Because this, this movie is rooted so much in like the real, right? Like, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's like slightly askew, right? Not so much as, not so askew as Willy Wonka, but like, it is like a step to the left. And so she has to be like a bit slapsticky and a bit three stoogesy and stuff like that for us to feel okay about the fact that she grabs a child by her pigtails and flings her over a fence. Shit, yeah. And has right? that thing called the what is it, the chokey? Yeah. Like we have to Which is- we have to be okay with her being like uh she has to be a must- mustache twirling villain for yeah. us to be like, okay, right. That's true. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, I'm, at least in my, in my in my head. But anyways, uh, so yeah, we're we're here with Matilda. Um, she goes to this new school, right? And she quickly makes a friend in Lavender. Uh, and Lavender is the super precocious little girl. And they are sitting in class on the first day. And Matilda uh, figures uh, she answers this really complex uh, multiplication. Um, question off the top of her head and the teacher Miss Jennifer Honey is completely taken aback by Matilda she's like Matilda's so smart she goes to talk to Matilda's parents and Matilda's parents are like she ain't smart she's a nuisance she's bad like fuck get the fuck out of here uh, and that's how she knows that like oh Matilda has this like troubled home life so she kind of takes Matilda under her wing uh, which is problematic do you think so i mean the everything that 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 miss honey does like in in the school on school grounds like it's totally fine but like showing up to her house it's like man like really you know i don't know she just she, she overstepped on many occasions yeah um she did but i also think that um I mean, if you look at it psychologically, Miss Jennifer Honey is really kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah, she is. And you know, it's crazy. Side note, but that same actress was in Thirteen Ghosts, and if you watch, and, and she's this character, she gets crushed by like a glass wall. And you know, like, Thirteen oh, no. Ghosts is actually my favorite horror movie. Well, there you go. She, yeah, she gets crushed uh, uh, by that glass wall, and it's like, oh no, Miss Honey, you know. But, uh, but. Um, no, she, she does, she does have a lot of things and here's, so we just, we just got done watching, uh, that show on FX, a teacher, um, thanks to your Hulu account, but we also give you our HBO max account. So it all, it all shakes out in the wash. I have a confession Um, to make. What? I haven't been using your HBO account for like two, three months. Why not? Because I have my own. Just cancel it. Get back on ours. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's no, fine. It's there's not reasons. Fine. It's there's reasons. It's fine. Continue. Okay. Any which way. Um, we'll talk about this shit later. Uh, but yeah. Um, 
And, you know, a teacher, for, for those of y'all that don't know, it, first off, I'm not going to recommend this series to anybody. I, I can't really do that. But I was founding, I was, I was finding comparisons between the teacher character and that and then and then Miss Honey. It's like, you know, there's some deep-seated, like, issues there, some, you know, some emotional, psychological issues that they need to work out. And granted, in, in, in the show that I'm talking about, it, it leads to, you know, uh, uh, you know, her being a sexual predator, which is fucking terrible. And then Miss Honey is, is not that, but you know, it, it, it leads them to kind of maybe take these drastic steps that, you know, I mean, they, they, they otherwise wouldn't. And, and, and with Miss Honey's past, I was like, okay, is she seeing herself in Matilda? And she's like wanting to work out her demons by helping her out. You know, there, there's, there, there, there's all kinds of things. And I remember reading the book, after I saw the movie, but I don't remember too much about the book and I don't know if they delved into that a little bit more, but yeah, there's some, just some stuff with this miss honey that is pretty, pretty questionable. Yeah. She's psychologically, I mean, she's, she got, she screwed up and we'll get into yeah. why she screwed up here in a second. But, um, the big thing happens when lavender, uh, decides to put a newt in miss Trunchbull's water jug to scare her. Uh, and then, um, Matilda, um, gets yelled at by Miss Trunchbull. And out of her anger, it awakens this telekinetic power and then uh, and it tips over the glass and the newt goes all over the place and all this other stuff. Um, but Matilda is then unable to like use her powers again. She knows she did it, but she's unable to use her powers again. And then she realizes that when she gets home that what it takes is her father yelling at her and she has to use the negative energy that other people give her uh to turn it around so she's kind of like 11 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> she's still like no it's still from rage but it's like that rage quickly turns into a okay like it's kind of like one yeah. of those things where she's she's hangry and then the second she gets a snicker she's like all right cool now i'm good uh she doesn't yeah. hold on to it um, but yeah, so now she's unlocked the, her telekinetic powers and she has this big scene where it's like a montage of her pouring cereal and then making cars fly over the place and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And, uh, then there comes this scene that I didn't quite understand, Jordan, which I'm going to be honest with you. The one where the FBI agents are about to bust her father. She, uh, she, about the she, peewee. Yeah. Yeah. When the FBI agents who are, who are tracking mm-hmm. her father, uh, uh, come in and and she stops them. It it confuses me. It confuses me deeply. So I'm like, let them be busted. Like, yeah. let let him be held accountable. But she saves her family, or or whatever, because she's just that nice of a person. I guess it's whatever. Uh, but eleven um, eleven eleven would have fucked that family up. Eleven would have been like, go ahead. Take them in. I don't care. Which, by the way, at this point, I'm going to say Matilda has given every one of her family members the I'm going to kill you face. But here's the like, thing. She's also told them, like, the cops are outside. No. She's tried to warn them multiple times. Yeah, but, like, th- there's still, like, a rage, I think, within w- within Matilda. That's why I refer to this as Carrie Jr. Because it's like, there, there's, like, there's, you know, she's... She's got some. She's got some. She's, dark car- thoughts she's in. Carrie adjacent. She's Carrie adjacent. If yeah. if Miss Honey hadn't been in her life, she would have turned into Carrie. I'll give you that. Oh, absolutely. She's like, I'm gonna fuck y'all up. 
you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, there is a point where she is just like, you know what? I'm going I'm to a, I'm a get y'all. Um, but, yeah. so here we are. She's she's uh, she's learning how to use her powers. She stopped the FBI agents. Uh, this is when Miss Honey was all like, "Hey, Matilda, you want to take a walk with me?" And Matilda's like, "Sure." And Miss Honey tells this story about this little girl who was in this house with her father, who she loved deeply. But then her father died, and Matilda's like, "How did he die?" And she's like, "The police say he killed himself." And it was at this moment, Jordan. That I was like, "How old was I?" When I first watched this movie, yeah. <laughs> at, at what point in time? Like, I never realized, like, oh, suicide. They just talk casually about suicide. But uh, the whole entire point of this is to be like, oh, Miss Miss Trunchbull is actually Miss Honey's aunt, right? Um, and that's why she has been with her and still respects her or whatever. I wouldn't even say respects, but, like, listens to her and all this other stuff. And... Uh, and then it's revealed that Miss Honey thinks that her aunt killed her father, which I was like, what is this is I will say this is the part where I was like, I don't remember any of that. I don't remember any of that. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot for a kid's movie. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. Like when when you got to that point, when, how, what was your reaction? Because mine was absolute like, oh, so this is a murder plot now. OK. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a lot of murder and intrigue. Um and I think yeah, when I when I was a kid, I just kind of it was one of those things I think I just kind of like glossed over, you know? Um but watching it now, it's like they could have easily stretched this shit out and like mm-hmm. really delved into that. But I think there's a lot of things in this and what this was 96, right? Is yeah, that what we said 96. Cuz you know, I think there were things that were allowed more uh, in those movies. I, th- I think back to uh, TJ, um, that movie Blank Check. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And and there was like a lot of adult themes. Like I remember like just learning what vodka was for the first time. Do you know what I mean? Like w- w- watching that movie. And yeah, like the, some of these, the, these, these, you know, family movies – back then could have like these like deeper, darker, you know what I mean? Sort of, uh, uh, underlinings. And, and, and this was just one of those. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So there's murder, there's a murder plot. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they go to miss, miss Trunchbull's house to get back a doll. Um, and this, this is the part that really kind of like mess with me because you can see miss honey, like going through some shit while she's in that house, right? You can see her being like, oh, my house. Oh, my father's chocolates. Oh, all the things I used to love in this world that I gave up. You can see her processing that in a way that I don't think that, well, A, the child doesn't understand. Yeah. And and B, that feels a little heavy. Um, right. right. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no. P- please breathe. But, um, yeah, so they go through this. There's this. There's the obligatory chase scene, which I actually think is actually one of the better chase scenes, except for um, Miss Honey being like, I will distract her. Oh, Miss Honey, don't do Trunchbull, shit. Yeah, when Trunchbull turns all fucking Resident Evil nemesis on him. Yeah, when she comes back <laughs> to the house and catches them there. 
X gonna give it to you. Yeah, no, she just, <laughs> she just yeah, this is when, I, this is when I, I was, because there's that moment where Miss Honey goes in Mrs. Trun- and, and to the Trunchbull's office and she's like, hey, Matilda's pretty gifted and Trunchbull's like, fuck her, I'm gonna throw this shot put through the wall. And I was like, okay. And then there was this scene where I was like, the Trunchbull's just fucking stupid. You know, like, <laughs> just, just not non-threatening whatsoever, really. But I do think that this chase scene worked with detention. And this was, this was, so my daughter, we were watching this and, and, and she was like, every time we watch something that's scary, you know, that has like a little bit of, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, scares in it. She's like, Oh, she goes, Oh, snuggle. You know what I mean? And whoever she's sitting next to is like, she wants them to like kind of hold her a little bit closer. And in this one, she did that. And then she was like, but it's not scary, but I still want to snuggle. And I was like, that's tension, Mm -hmm. you know? So this scene, I think for, for, for a lot of, for a lot of us growing up. And I think for a lot of kids now, it's like, this is a good example of like, you know, tension, like nothing's really scary. It's just like, Oh no, I hope they don't get caught kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is a really great tense moment. Um, I do think that miss honey doesn't do enough to protect the child in the situation. And at any point in time, why didn't (laughs) Miss honey just come out and say, hi, I'm in my house because, uh, miss Trunchbull ain't going to do shit to you adult woman. But, um, you just go. I, I had I had real issues with the fact that she's not like. Oh, I just want to see what it, I miss being here because that is still your aunt. I just I I had I had moments. By the right, way, right. This this or I'm inspires. Try, or I'm trying to get my doll back, or something, right? Or something. Yeah. Uh, but um, either way, uh, this inspires Matilda to pretty much be like, I'm gonna get this bitch. And she, uh, one night, the next night she goes back and she uses her powers to like make the clock turn and she, to move the chair and to make some of the shot puts come down the stairs that Miss Trunchbull has. And she makes a photo fly into the, into the great room and it's of the, uh, Miss, Miss Honey's, uh, father. Um, and this is actually the sequence that I remember most as a kid because I thought it was the coolest, right? Mm-hmm. All this, all this cool stuff happening. Uh, and you know, she gets the doll for, for, uh, Miss Honey. Cause Miss Honey's like, I miss my doll or whatever. And, uh, it's really, it's the fantastical moment of the movie that is at least my favorite. And honestly, it feels like the climax, but the next mm-hmm. thing that happens is supposed to be the climax. And that's the, that's like the structural concern that I have. Um, if, if, you know, but we'll, we'll, uh, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? You know, you feel me on that? Yeah, no, I do. I do. I um, yeah, it just, it feels like there's so much that went to like the telekinesis and like it, it felt like the full force of her power showing up on this dark and stormy night. And it feels right. so climactic and for it to not be, and just be another beat to lead to this lesser climax is like the only downside that I have. But, um, yeah. but the next morning they go to the school and she gives Miss Honey her doll and Miss Trunchbull. She has found a ribbon outside or something like that. And she's like, oh, I'm going to teach your class today, Miss Honey, because one of your students wore a ribbon yesterday. Which, first off, how many kids are in that school? Miss Trunchbull, why are you paranoid about her class? Yeah. You do something? Yeah. Did you show up? Did you do something wrong? Probably. I'm like, she, she, she's just riding Miss Honey's ass for what? For what? For what? Yeah. 
Um, but she goes into Miss Honey's class, uh, and then Matilda, like, Miss Honey's like, oh, my God, I'm going to freak out. And Matilda's like, I got this. Chill out. And she uses all of her powers to um, act like she is Miss Honey's father, haunting Miss Trunchbull. And then there's this creepy moment where, magically, all the kids who could barely do their two times tables can read really quickly. Yeah, and, like, Together, and all and in reading it aloud. Yeah, I was like, "What? this is... What in the name of Village of the Damned is this bullshit? You know, yeah. like it was, it, it got real creepy, real, all them kids being like, if you do not go back to, it's like, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it gets, it gets to a, a really, I think this is the moment when I was like, yeah, this probably could be, you know, the beginning of Carrie. Um, and it also made me wonder, like, Okay, how fast is Matilda writing? Because these kids aren't missing a beat. No, um, no. This is Magnus. I'm like, y'all ain't sounding that word out as it's being spelled. Y'all waiting for it yeah. to be spelled. Right, like, <laughs> right, yeah. She should have wrote it in cursive. You know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> First like, off, it would have been quicker. What's that letter? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, kids. We haven't got to that yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But then she does all sorts of things that, like, she she makes like erasers fly around. Uh, the kids are laughing. She makes like her fall on a, on a Miss Miss Trunchbull. She like throws a kid out the window. Um, Matilda makes him fly back in and then push her on a globe, and the globe spins around. And then like they pull all the food out, and then they start the kids start throwing food at her. And I'm all like, these kids got bold real quick. Um, and then the entire school, which. This is the moment when I was like, oh, they said, how do we get a whole bunch of children on set for two days and two days only uh, without any other teacher supervision? Because if you look in that hallway scene, there are probably about 100, 150 kids on set, right? Not nam teacher came outside to be like, the fuck is happening? Yeah, no, it led me to believe. I was like, is Miss Honey the only fucking teacher in this place? And, I, and what are all the other kids doing in their rooms? Are they playing Tiddlywinks? They're just chilling? Yeah. They're just, uh, uh, you know, twiddling their thumbs. Like, I, I was like, if this is the case, Miss Trunchwell, you got you got bigger fish to fry. You need you yeah. need staff. You need to. <laughs> yeah, who? And then uh, really quick, like on that, like the building looks fucked. You know what I mean? Like they like, got one. They got one funk for lunch. Yeah, what's her name? Fucking Cookie, Cookie, <laughs> Cookie the Cook. You know, and it's just like, who's who's paying for this school? You know, nobody. Fucking, you know, looks like it. What division are y'all? You know what I mean? Like what? Like what? Like what, like, what exactly is going on here with this place? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's all mm-hmm. kind of and 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 I think you know we can look at that. Uh, you know, as, as adults, and, and ask all these questions, but I think from a from a kid's standpoint, this movie is very much directed from like a child's point of view. You know, and 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 I think a lot of that stuff we can question. Like, okay, was the Trunchbull really like that, or is that how the kids viewed her? But then we have these moments where it's like, okay, you know, the kids talk about the chokey. And then there's that moment where Matilda's talking to, what's her name? The tall one. Lavender. 
Oh, no. uh, uh, not lavender. Um, 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 Hortensia, Hortensia, or shit like that. Hortensia. Yeah, and and Matilda questions it. She's like, "Well, like, how come no one says anything?" And then she's like, "Well, like, no parents will believe it." But then there's that scene where the where where Miss Honey goes. In, I was about to say the Honey, where, <laughs> where Miss Honey goes in there, and and there's the chokey that's there, which I also think is a sexual position. But I digress. Um, the, <laughs> only if everyone consents. Otherwise, yes, it's assault. Only if so. you're, yes, only if you're consenting adults. But, yes. uh, but there's that. The, there's the chokey there, and it's like, okay. So this is a this is a real thing. So yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it's like I I feel like, and it's weird. Like looking back on it now, it's that scene where Miss Honey is talking to Trunchbull, where we see the chokey, like that kind of breaks that. You know what I mean, like that. That, but that does sort of it. illusion. But does it? Because if we're looking at the psychological break that is Miss Honey, and we've already established that she is kind of like her oh, mind is also yeah, yeah, right. Her mind is kind of bent because of the trauma that she's had, right? And she's are things, and yeah, and, and are things that's exaggerated. True. That's true. I didn't even think about that until just now. Because yeah, because she has that. Because she and she she has her own traumatic experience that you know the Trunchbull is a part of. You know, and in which case it's like, well, why the fuck did Trunchbull hire her? But anyway, uh, there's just <laughs> there's a lot of questions like that. But yeah, it absolutely could be something that is, you know, born out of out of uh, uh, Honey's mind. I don't know. There's just the questions like that. Watching it as an adult, those are the questions that I have. Watching it as a kid, it's kind of footloose and fancy free. Goes through the motions. You're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But like looking at it now, you know, there's there's some there's some there's some questions that I have. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the kids, they all throw food at Miss Trunchbull. Miss Trunchbull drives away in this car that has stopped working several times. Mm-hmm. But right now in her getaway, it's perfectly fine. Oh, um, yeah. And Wormwood then motors, uh, they, they work when you need them to. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, they're like, the trunch was never seen from again. And um, Matilda hangs out with uh, Miss Honey and is Miss Honey's best friend, which, again, is troubling. Um, yeah. But... Um, Matilda's parents show up because the FBI agents who were, uh, you know, promoting themselves as speed speedboat salesmen the entire movie have finally busted them, and they're going to move to Guam. And then Matilda's like, sign the adoption papers that I had Xeroxed for years just waiting in my bag for someone else to take me because I hate y'all. And they're like, okay. And so uh, they, they give their child to a woman who lives alone in a giant house with no immediate family. Um who they have met twice, probably. Um, and Matilda and Miss Honey live happily ever after, and Miss Honey becomes the principal. And, like, that's the movie. And uh, I still like it. I just have questions. Yeah. I have questions. I have so many questions. Yeah. Yeah, I... And, like, you know... The fact, like the Wormwoods, I've I've felt it's a weird relationship I have with the Wormwoods here. So we've talked about the Wormwoods before when we did our Willoughby's episode. When we were talking about like you know worst, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. like movie TV parents, and we talked about the Wormwoods. And I, you know, one of the things that the Wormwoods do that's so great is they grant, you know what I mean, like Matilda over to Miss Honey. But it's almost like. But what would have happened if the Wormwoods like learned something from, from you know, I mean, what they were doing? I would love to see in, in in the same vein of Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. I'd love to see a 
Matilda in the Wormwoods in Guam. You know what I mean? Like sequel. Right I'm there. so glad that we didn't get that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. I don't want to see their asses in Guam. But um, I think that I think that you're I think that you're on to something in the fact that the 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 people that evolve I don't think anyone evolves, right? There's no there's mm-hmm. no like giant change. They just get what they want in some way, shape, or form, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Which and I mean, uh, which to me, I, I guess to me the thing is that like, you know, as an adult, I do have an issue with the fact that Miss Honey is only friends with the child. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if this movie were made like now, they would have done, they would have taken some liberties to like have Miss Honey have like an adult friend who even like, <laughs> who maybe even changes like one scene with her. Um, but like structurally, you know, it's it's called Matilda in, in like the titular character. Like we just see her on the uptick. You know what I mean? Like every single there's that one moment where she gets put in the chokey briefly, you know, but then she gets immediately taken out and then everything is like I just the wormwoods I've I and maybe it's because of a soft spot that I a soft spot I have for for, for Danny DeVito um and Rhea Perlman. Um we grew up watching uh, uh taxi uh, uh, a lot and, uh, and, and, you know, cheers and like, you know, those kinds of shows, but, um, you know, watching them together was, was really great. And the Wormwoods are like fully realized and developed characters in this movie that I felt like the slapsticky Trunchbull stuff sort of started superseding at a moment that like, I wasn't ready for it to, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and like, so back to your whole thing about like, you know, the, the sort of anticlimactic feel of like, it's very, and I hate to bring a Lord of the Rings and sound like a fucking neck beard, but it's, it's very, it's very, you know, it's very Mount Doom. Yeah. And also when the Trunchbull comes back to Miss Honey's class, it's very like scurry, uh, the, 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 the scourging of the Shire where it's like, you know, you know, uh, uh, Sodermon comes back and like fucking, you know, does this whole thing and, it's anticlimactic and, and, and kind of weird. I mean, structurally from a storyteller standpoint, and, and I think I can speak for both of us when I say that structurally, this is all fucking over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and moments where like, it shouldn't be like, like it's, it's very like kind of compact and, and direct. Uh, but when it needs to like ramp it up instead of like, you know, uh, uh, gradually moving to, to a logical place, it kind of, uh, uh, unthreads itself and, and kind of goes every which way. Um, right. It's 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 the adaptation curse, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. The, it's it's the how do we get the coolest moments of this? Because honestly, if Matilda had gotten her power sooner, I think that the movie would have, like, if she had gotten her power sooner and we had seen her interact with things in a more natural way and it slowly build to this cacophonous sort of overuse of power like i want like that montage should be more the movie mm-hmm. as opposed to you know um like because what we spend like seven minutes with her going back and forth to the library you right. know like 
like the peroxide thing and like the there's a moment where there's very slapstick Dane DeVito uh peroxide in the hair, they go to this fancy restaurant, this hat moment. Like all that's funny, but it takes up like a good ten minutes of the movie that like in the long run isn't necessary. It's just for Dane DeVito to be like, I will be respected. And it's like he could have said that at any point. Yeah. So but you know, I also think that it is the it's the it's the conventions of a couple things. One that, you know, we have to remember that in film, especially live action film, people can write a script all day, but it's the director's movie. You know what I True. mean? D- directors have the ability to, to change things on the fly. And if Danny DeVito's like, I want a slapstick Danny DeVito-esque moment in this movie, Danny DeVito's going to get that moment for himself. Uh, mm-hmm. And he absolutely did. Um, and, and the adults' performances were really, really strong. I just yeah. wanted, I just wanted to live in the Matilda magic world a bit more because that's the thing that I remember as a kid, and that's the thing that feels the most important about this is like taking that anger and turning it into something magical, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But no, I. Uh... Can I get my hot takes? Hot takes. Give them to me. All right. So hot takes. Uh, I loved unabashedly and, and, and without shame. I love the Wormwood's house. Um, I, I love that mid-century modern stuff. It's so great. I loved how kitschy and, and, you know, albeit a little bit trashy. It, it, it was, I just, I, I, I love that. How it's just a smorgasbord of, and, and those were the houses that, like, I grew up in, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like that sort of mish, you know, mishmash and hodgepodge and smattering. You know, of, you know what I love about that house? The thing that I miss the most about houses? I miss that huh. seating pit. That seating pit. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. My grandma had a seating pit in her in her house, and, like, I loved it. And, and it was, like, a little stair step down to it, and it was just – I, I that needs to make a comeback. Hopefully, it will before we're before we're you know dead and gone. Um, Bruce Bogtrotter is the goat. Um, yes, Bruce eating that big it, old cake. Yes, like you, you, you are destined for 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 great things, Brucey. Um, yeah, that scene. I remember really latching on to that scene. Uh, a, a pretty pretty quickly and, and just thinking and I loved how they brought him back you know what I mean in, in, in future uh, segments and stuff like that and then at the end he got to shove that cake in uh, in the Trunchbull's face I thought was I, I, I thought was pretty cool um, another hot take for me is there's that moment where um, she, at the end she quotes like a thing about mice like a, a, a mouse's heartbeat um, that is a direct quote from the witches, which I thought was pretty cool. Like sort of, bringing, oh, nice. Um, yeah. Bringing, bringing those two, uh, uh, sort of, sort of universes together. Um, the wormwood, uh, motors, like I love this, the sort of slapstick kind of like how he would get those auto parts, like wrapped up in like the shape of the actual auto part. And like, nothing ever comes like that. You know what I mean? But just how fucking, uh, 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 crazy that was. Um, and then the sticky, uh, uh, money catchy show that they watched, 
Um, I would like to be on a show like that. Uh, that that I was like, this is the most stupid <laughs> fucking eighties nineties bullshit. <laughs> catch some money that's the way it felt and i was like i hate all of this and the fact that they would just like they would just like i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know yeah it's just me um what do you what's your rating of 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 matilda yeah, I, I want to go it, off of a. I want to give you here's. The, I, I want to hear two scores from you. Okay, brother of mine. Uh, I want to hear your nostalgia rating, and then your coming back on it as a, you know, as a as a, as, a, as a grown man rating. Yeah. So the inner child in me, I would st- I'd give this eight flying carrots out of ten. Oh, nice deep cut. Um, yeah, deep cut in that movie. <laughs> As like the storyteller in me, I'd probably give it ooh, six and a half Cheerio boxes out of um, 11. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so like, up there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's above average, right? It, it does what it needs to do. There's some, there's some, like visually, I think that it, it it carries a lot of the storytelling visually, and I think that mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I just wanted that montage to be longer. Also, it had that weird thing that I've realized that all '90s movies had is that song "On My Way," right? Which was like in every '90s yeah. family movie for yeah. some fucking just like Mr. Blue Sky showed up for forever in the early 2000s. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, if I hear the song one more goddamn time. Um, but I mean, it has some pretty memorable moments. Uh, I just feel like at the beginning of the movie, they all lie with Danny DeVito's character, right? It's not until mm-hmm. like she I, she gets to school too late. I don't know. Like, there's just some things that I would like yeah. expedite. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, what about you? Yeah, I think for me. Yeah, I think for me. Um, Nostalgia rating. I'm gonna have to go. Um, I'm gonna go eight uh, manipulated uh, odometers uh, out of ten. Uh, <laughs> this is just a, just on, on on pure nostalgia. I mean, I think you know this movie. I remember really really loving this movie as a kid and 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 watching it a lot just in daycare i never owned this movie this was like pure when i say daycare movie bro like this was like purely you know what i mean like something i'd watch at daycare uh and and you know uh giving me a ver because i remember watching this and like batman returns like closely around the same time and like discovering like the power that is danny devito um <laughs> so mm-hmm. for that i think i think it deserves um some praise there. And then, uh, uh, cinematography, like, you know, they play with like angled, uh, uh, master shots. And like, as a kid, like this is the movie that like, okay, well when something's angled and askew, like it means it's all fucked up. So if you, if, if you really watch it and like pay attention, you can see all the different times that it kind of gives you that angled, uh, uh, camera shot and things are all messed up. Um, now, uh, 
man, watching it now, like my daughter, my daughter really, really loved it that this go round. But I think she's in that same boat as I was, you know, like a, a little bit earlier, you know, because I discovered it, you know, obviously later. But uh, my son didn't really, didn't really give a shit. So for those of you who have kids that are, you know, three, four and under, like they're not really gonna, probably not gonna care too much about this movie. Um, now, man, I might have to rate it at, at like. I don't know five five shoddy cars out of out of eight okay you know okay. i mean i yeah the thing is but the history of this movie so you know mara wilson's mom died while making this movie what yeah she died of cancer i i i believe i'll have to i'll have to check that and and yes, so this cancer. movie's dead and died yeah, this four months before the film's release. Yeah, this movie is dedicated to to Mar Wilson's mother, and and I know that Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman like opened up the doors to their home to Mar Wilson while her mother was undergoing all, all all that kind of stuff, and and despite their characters' relationship, they were like really, um, you know, they they, they developed a really really strong bond. Um, and I, and I, and I think about stuff like that and, and it's like the history of, of the making of this movie. And, and I will, I will recommend, even though I, I give this movie the rating that I do and I try to do that as, as you and I both do in, in this show as objectively as possible, I will recommend this movie every single day. Um, especially to those who have who have you know uh, a young, ki- young young children or just children at home, um, because of stuff like that, you know, like I just I don't know, I I, I think stuff like that is is is, is really is really important and and kind of like the history behind how this movie was made and what this movie stands for and and. Mm-hmm. How you know, especially you know, girls can look at this movie and 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 identify with Matilda and be like, yeah, you know what I mean. And and um, it has a lot to say. How it says it might very well be questionable, um, but I think it's I think it's an important movie. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And kid, and it still holds up. Kids could still watch it and have fun. So oh, that's, yeah, the, that's the important for sure. Important for thing. sure. For sure. Um, and that is Matilda for us. Jordan, guess what? Hey, what? We've, we just finished our fourth episode of season two here on Grown Man Watch Kitchen, which shit. means too far. Too foe, uh, which means that our, that uh, you know when I used to say foe as a kid, my mom would be like, "No, a foe is an enemy." I'm like, "All right, Florence." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Florence. Right, uh, but um, as always, please you can shoot us an email at grownmanwks at gmail dot com. Uh, you can hit us up on our social media. You can leave us a message by clicking leave a message in the show notes below. It will take you to our anchor site where you can click leave a voicemail, and that message comes straight to us. Please, please, please interact with us. Yes. Um, uh, we have a whole new batch of movies coming up, and this movie we advertised 
weeks in advance. So our next batch of movies is also up on our social media, so you know exactly what we're watching. So you can watch along, you can prepare yourself, or you can say, hey, I know which episode I want to listen to. It should be all of them. Um, but I'm just saying. Um, where every, every single listen- one. <laughs> Brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do I got to? Okay, all right, I'll take that. Uh, you you did sound like him, but it's fine. Um, whenever wherever you listen to podcasts, please give us a rating. Five stars, great. Four stars, awesome. Three stars are below. Please know that we will use our telekinetic powers to make erasers fly into your face repeatedly until you are embarrassed by a group of first graders. That's what we will do, and we won't have yeah. any shame in it. And can I say, like, if you're doing three stars and below, like, you're that motherfucker who checks neutral on, like, online surveys. <laughs> either do, like, Strongly be- eh, I don't know. <laughs> either do, like, one or the other. Don't, you know what I mean? We don't want no, <laughs> we don't want none of those three star neutral motherfuckers. You're like, yeah, it's all right. Right. I thought that that's yeah. what we wanted, though. Like, I was two episodes ago, remember, we talked about what we would do if it was our last day on Earth, and we both decided. If we were dying, we just want people to be like, yeah, he was all right. <laughs> we wanted three stars, like, Jordan. We asked for three stars. To, so it's all about pronouncing the L. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? He was all right. Versus, oh. nah, he's, he's all right. He's okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I understand yeah. now um, I, how foolish of me. But, uh, <laughs> but with that, we will close that as always. Please take care of each other. Stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. And we will catch y'all back here next time. Yeah. See y'all. Jordan, here's a question for you. What you got, buddy? Uh, What book did you read when you were too young to read it? Uh, It was a book on how to cook roadkill. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, look, I yeah, be trying man. to say, I be trying to defend you against people. I be, I be trying no. to tell them, like, no, nah, he ain't, he ain't that lost. He ain't that backwoods. No, he, he doesn't, he doesn't have a banjo in his closet. He ain't up here blowing frogs. What people? He no, it don't no, matter don't what people. It don't matter what people, because whatever I just said, you undid. You have yeah, undid was... so much work. They're like, he's so touching, like, he's touching, like, he's so 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 We are proud members of the Outlet Productions Podcast Network. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes.